This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Season three, welcome back to Drive the Lane. Andrew Zolden with Joey Lane. We're back. And us being back in the fall means a few things are back. NFL talk is back. Fantasy football talk is back. Preseason college basketball talk is back. But Kyle Young is back. But, but first and foremost, Ohio State football talk is back. And we got a game Thursday night. Joseph Lane, the lane of drive the lane. How excited are you for Ohio State football? Yeah, I mean, there's a few things that keep me going in life, Andrew. You got golf. You got food. You got basketball season on the horizon, but right up there with all those things is Ohio State football. And I cannot, I cannot wait. I'm really excited. It'll be my first season as an adult in Columbus as a resident and not just a student, whether that I can attend the games. Um, really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a really fun year. I, I, I mean, I can't wait to talk about fantasy football, but I'm also really excited to talk about to talk about Ohio State and the fact that they're just going to run through the entire Big Ten yet again. I got a crazy prediction. Yeah, hit me with it. I think Ohio State might be one of the top ten teams in the country this year. I would go as far as to say top five. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I give you my bet of the week? Yeah, please. I'm going to put $200 on Ohio State first half. Wow. The line will come out. The line will come out sometime. Where are you you getting that money from without a sponsor of the show? Great transition. We are still looking for a sponsor. If you want to uh, sponsor us, please, please reach out. We'd be happy to talk to you and come to a deal. We got other shows. You'll hear Tyvis talk about that. But $200 on the Buckeyes in the first half. What do you think of that? I am very sober from sports gambling in a great way. I just like there's nothing to bet on, and I just feel great not doing it. So don't know if I'll do anything. I say that now. Uh, But I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State's up 21 to nothing at half. I wouldn't be surprised if they're down 14 to three at half. But either way, they're going to win going away. So um, hopefully that momentum starts in the first half. Uh, I, I don't know anything about Minnesota. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything about Minnesota. Just row the boat, ski you ma. That's all I know. Um, PJ Fleck wears a tie on the sideline. I cannot imagine us losing to a coach, a football coach that wears a tie on the sideline. So um, I'm excited to see what CJ Stroud does. I'm excited for Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave show. Uh, I'm excited for the defense. Uh, I, I just, Buckeye football is back. All is good in the world besides that pandemic that's happening still. But um I'm just happy. We'll just, I mean, I'm just happy. And Justin Fields is the quarterback for the Bears. Whether he plays or not, he's our quarterback. So that's exciting. Um, Yeah, man, it's just all good. It's just all good. We talk about all these guys with Tyvis Powell and the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. But real quickly, if if you're just now with, you know, four days to go, three days to go, deciding to tune in, I'm going to give you some names on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm going to give you some names on the defensive side of the ball that you should be paying attention to. Also, 
Also, important to note, we used to say if we gambled because we don't, we would take this. We have fully transitioned into just saying we are betting on this. So I think that shows growth as a podcast. Feels good. No no, No shame, no hiding. All right, on the uh, on the offensive side of the ball, couple names. There, there's a hundred running backs. So, do your own running back research. Week one's going to tell us who the best running back is. But the pass catchers between Jackson Smith, Jigba, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jeremy Rucker at the tight end. These guys are going to catch some balls from C.J. Stroud. And they're going to score, and they're going to score a lot, a lot of points. We need to get Jeremy Ruckert on the show so that we can tell him after every game he should tweet hashtag Ruckert. Ruckert, baby. Ruckert till you can't stop no more. Yeah, no, I'm. I it should, the offense is going to be great. I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be a blast. Um, we t- we talk so much about it with Paul Keels and Tyvis. They were so much fun. Paul Keels is – I just love that guy to death. Obviously, Tyvis, you guys know it wouldn't be a season opening uh, – Pre preseason Ohio State podcast episode. If it wasn't, if Tyvis wasn't on the show, so we had a blast with those guys. Uh, stay tuned and listen to Tyvis talking about his show that's coming up on the ZD Network, um, and we'll be tuned in with you guys all season long on Twitter and everything. Uh, locked into Ohio State football and be on the lookout for a live show happening at some point in the fall in Columbus as well. And be on the lookout for uh, seven banks on the defense because every year there's an Ohio State cornerback that everyone falls in love with and. Might just be seven banks. Might just be seven banks. It might be six banks. He might be making seven figures next year. And he'll be taking those seven figures to the seven banks. And he's going to be taking the seven figures to the seventh banks for six points because he's got a reservation for six and it's in the end zone. And it's a pick six because he's on the defensive end. And then he's going to pick six different banks to go with the first bank. And that'd be seven banks. Right. You said it. As you said it. <laughs> All right. Who, who should we put first? Keels or uh, Tyvis? You pick. Keels. Keels? Keels. All right. We got Keels coming out now. And then we got Tyvis Powell on the back end. And then we're going to do our little exit. So make sure you stick around for that. All right. Join us now for episode one of season three of Drive the Lane, the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Welcome to the show. My pleasure, guys. You must have run out of good guests to invited me to begin on. Oh, you're, I, we said it before, you're so humble. I mean, it's you are the literal voice of the Buckeyes. Does that ever get old, like just hearing that? You're the voice of the Buckeyes. You know, it. it I won't say, Joey, that it gets old, but it really is something that is humbling and flattering and you learn to appreciate it. But what it also tells you about is uh, there's still so many people, even with, you know, every game on TV, seemingly, there's still so many people that listen on the radio, whether it's they're in their car, they're working, you know, taking their kids to games. We get a lot of stuff in the fall from farmers that are out bringing crops in. So it just, it really reminds you that as big as TV has become, there still is a place for people to follow games on the radio. I think I was telling you when we were together at TBT, which is funny enough, we all met, you know, or, well, you knew Joey, but I got to meet you at TBT. I was telling you, like, if I get a chance to get in the radio and throw on a game, I'm doing it. Even if it's not a team that I like, I will take a bet on a random game 
just so that I can listen to it on the radio if I got a long drive. So you got a radio fan in me right here. Well, I remember you saying that, Andrew, and and being a little bit older than you guys, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of times growing up becoming a sports fan when games weren't on TV like they are now. And I, I was spoiled growing up in Cincinnati during some of the great years of the Big Red Machine and even before that, being able to listen to Reds games on the radio. Um, I was a big fan of the, the Cincinnati Royals, the NBA team that was there that now is in Sacramento and listened to a lot of those games. Uh, the, the Bengals, the same way. Uh, University of Cincinnati, Xavier. So uh, because so much wasn't on TV, radio was the way you followed your favorite teams game by game. But also, just like you said, Andrew, when you're, when you're in the car, and oftentimes I, if I'm driving between my hometown of Cincinnati and Columbus, the great way to pass the time is listening to a game, even if it's not any teams that you're, you have any care about or connection to. Is, was there a guy growing up that made you want to get into this profession? There was a few of them, Joey. Uh, the first guy that I really listened to a lot and admired was a gentleman by the name of Jim McIntyre. And Jim was uh, the lead announcer for the Cincinnati Reds in the late 60s up to 1970. And the funny part was, as a kid, I got to meet Jim at Old Crosley Field. Um, my father and my mother's father, my maternal grandfather, took uh, my brother and I, who's closest to me in age, to a Reds game. And we were standing around in the, by the concession stands, you know, being pes pesky little kids, wanting to get in the stands and watch batting practice. And my father was like, "Now nah, you got to wait. We got to meet somebody. And this gentleman comes over and starts talking to my dad. He introduces him to my grandfather and then introduces him to my brother and I. And he says, uh, boys, this is one of the guys you listen to on the radio every night. And it was Jim McIntyre who did the games with Joe Nuxall. Uh, and then uh, with the Cincinnati Royals, there was a guy by the name of uh, Dom Valentino. And ironically, Don Valentino, uh, before coming to Cincinnati, had done games for Boston College. And one of the players who was one of the star players when he was at Boston College was Jim O'Brien, who was the first Ohio State basketball coach that I dealt with. Uh, and then there was Phil Samp, who was the original voice of the Bengals when they first came into existence. So those were the three people very early on that I listened to a lot and, and were kind of influences as a fan. And you know, now I, I still think about those guys. You know, they're, they're all unfortunately gone, but I think about those guys at times when it comes to doing what I get a chance to do. I got a question for you. This might be the most important question I ask you all night. All right. You ready to talk some football? Sure. Like I have a choice, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we got football season kicking off on Thursday, Ohio State, Minnesota. What are your first thoughts? If you were if you were just getting ready for it as like a fan and you weren't going to have to, you know, memorize every player's name or whatever crazy mojo radio announcers do, what would you be telling people that should be getting excited for this game? And the season. Well, if you if you were fortunate enough to be going to the game, uh, that you should enjoy seeing one of the nicest and the newest stadium in the Big Ten. Uh, Huntington Bank Stadium, I believe it's maybe not quite 10 years old. This will be only the third time that Ohio State has played in this stadium. It's really a neat setup. It's it's right on the Minnesota campus. And, and as Joey knows from having traveled there, it's Minnesota is a Big Ten campus in a big urban city. Um, and it's really laid out very nicely. It's an outdoor stadium. Uh, thankfully, going in September and not November, the last time we went there in November, it was seven degrees when we first walked in the stadium. Uh, but I would say enjoy being able to go to a stadium that, that Ohio State has only been to now. This will be the third time in the last several years. And, and with a divisional rotation, uh, you don't know when they're going to get a chance to go back there again. So as a fan, as well as being anxious to see your team 
being anxious to be at a game when people couldn't be at games last year, uh, to be excited about a stadium that you might not get many opportunities to see. So <clears throat> player-wise, personnel-wise. Yes. Um, there are some new faces that are going to have to step up and not new faces to, you know, fans like me and Andrew and obviously you, but um, new faces to maybe a casual Ohio State fan or an incoming freshman maybe. Um, who are some of the guys that you're really excited to get to see on the field again? Well, it's easy to start with C.J. Stroud at quarterback. And because of the way the season was so compressed last year, the backup quarterbacks behind Justin Fields didn't get the opportunities that they get in normal years to get out there when the Buckeyes are way ahead and get some big reps. So between C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller, uh, they each got in, I think it was two or three games, but never even attempted a pass. Everything they were in, there were all handoffs. And, and each of those two guys had a rushing touchdown last year. Now, we did get a chance to see him in the spring game, fling it around and do all of that. But but it starts with C.J. Stroud to see what he does as the starter and, and really how he fits in with all of the other outstanding talent they have on offense. On defense, see who steps up in linebacker because they lost their top four producing linebackers last year. There'll be some new names in the defensive secondary at corner and at safety. Uh, in both of those areas, it's going to be guys that have been on the team, that have played special teams, that have played in backup roles, but their roles are going to be different this year. So our good friend Joshua Perry for Big Ten Network was doing his JP's top 30, and he had Olave number two, Garrett Wilson number three. We're excited about Stroud also, but how bad of a quarterback could Ohio State send out there and still make some plays with having Olave Wilson and all the other weapons they've got this year? Well, I, Andrew, you're right, but also you hope it's at least somebody that could get the ball to those guys. <laughs> and, and the other part, too, is taking care of the football, and that's something we've heard Ryan Day talk a lot about, not only with the quarterbacks but with the running backs. But it's exciting to see what Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson will do. It's still pleasantly surprising that Chris Olave came back for a senior season. Um, but it's also exciting to see how that fits, too, with a running back group. It's a deep running back group. We all kind of know what Master Teague is. We saw at the end of the year what Mayan Williams can do. But uh, Marcus Crowley, who two years ago had a knee injury and has bounced back and has turned some heads from what we hear at practice. And a couple of freshmen, and Travion Henderson and Evan Pryor, seem to be guys that have created some depth. And, and hopefully what it does, because, see, this is what Joey Lane did when he was on the basketball team at Ohio State. He was so good in practice that he was pushing all of the all-conference players and making them better. And that's what these guys have done. Took the words right out of my mouth. So that's good. I mean, well, <laughs> I, I would love to talk basketball. I mean, like that's, you know, that's my bread and butter, obviously, but sticking with football, are there any guys that you've met over the course of your tenure that have really stuck out personality wise? Obviously everybody who comes to Ohio state is a great football player and they produce on the field, but have there been some guys that you've had a chance to be around that, um, you know, stand among others, just in terms of their, how much you like them. There's a number of them, Joey. There really are. And, and you mentioned one of them, Joshua Perry. Just, you know, a class individual, a guy that obviously early on has done very well in his broadcasting career. You know, it's unfortunate that his professional football career ended early uh, because of a medical condition. But you, you even knew, you know, the, the and, and as opposed to the basketball team, you know, when we would travel with you guys and be around you a lot, football, it's not the same. But when you would interview Guys like Joshua, you knew this is a special guy. Michael Bennett was another one that way. And uh, Mike's getting ready to go to law school at Harvard, or I'm sorry, at Howard. Um, 
and and he was a very very impressive guy both as a player um and the thing i'll always remember about michael bennett uh, if you remember you know the unfortunate tragedy with a teammate costa Kara george who who died right before the big 10 championship game when he you know he took his own life sadly and michael bennett wore his uniform number in the big 10 championship game that tells you a lot about a guy like that jt barrett Classy guy. I mean, all the records he set and everything, but but a classy guy. There have been so many others from, you know, Jerry Rudzinski, Michael Wiley, uh, Steve Bellisari early on in my time here, who was always really good. Uh, It's hard to think of uh, all of them, but those are just a few off the top of my head. Have you found yourself being more excited for this season than last season, considering what definitely the beginning of last season looked like? Are you able to, you know, sit down with any players or coaches leading up to this first game? Well, we had a chance at Big Ten Media Day in Indianapolis to sit down with a couple of them. Thayer Munford was a guy that I had a chance to interview there. Um, just earlier today, had a chance to do first of a series of daily show interviews with Ryan Day. But, Andrew, what, what we're excited about at our radio network, um, it, like a lot of the radio announcers in the Big Ten, we had to do away games remotely last year, both for football and basketball. It was a, a decision that our company made to not have people travel for health and safety, and we understood why. But I got to tell you, it was difficult doing games off of TV monitors and not being there. You don't, with football, a lot of times you couldn't see the yard lines. You, you couldn't see what receivers were coming in. Uh, sometimes the video quality was so poor, you weren't sure who the players were. So just being able to see a game in person away from Ohio State, and not all of the home games we were at in person, uh, but to be able to see an away game in person and, and do what we attempt to try and do for the listeners uh, the best that we possibly can. That's the part to be excited about. And then, like you said, Andrew, having fans and, you know, full stadiums or close to full stadiums, that's going to be exciting for everybody. Does, you know, when you're a player, even a coach, like the fans impact your morale, they impact your energy. Um, You know, they might impact things that you're doing on the field. Do you feel like the fans have a direct impact on you calling a game? Um, yes, kind of, but also just being there at the game. Joey, what was hard was not being at the game, but trying to create the energy in what you were doing on the air like you were there. So, I mean, you would know from having been on the court, certainly fans have an influence on it. Um, and, and even though there was artificial piped-in noise, there was one of the football games last year, the home games at Ohio Stadium, where they had piped-in booze when they didn't like a uh, call by one of the officials. So, But it's it's so important. It's hard to duplicate that, and I think that's why fans enjoy the experience so much of attending a game in person. Is it weird for you that you've interviewed Joey before and now he's interviewing you? I hadn't thought about it that way, Andrew, but yeah, it is. <laughs> I, it's not the first time that that's happened with a, somebody that's been a player that I broadcast games for, but, but quite honestly, what helps is I've known and hoped this was coming for quite a while. <laughs> who's, who's, who's some of the other guys that have interviewed you after you've interviewed them? I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, there's a guy that played football at the uh, university of Cincinnati when I was doing their games there by the name of John arena an offensive lineman. And he ended up doing some, some local TV there. And he had uh, done some things with me like that. Uh, Bobby Carpenter's interviewed me on his radio show. Um, uh, goodness gracious, I'm trying to think. Of, you know, some of the guys that are on our station in Columbus, I, I'm going a little brain dead right at the moment. But, but uh, you know, Bobby's probably the last, uh, most pro- most previous former athlete that I've interviewed that then has turned around and interviewed me. I used to be so excited when you pulled me aside before breakfast the day of a game. And I, I would like, I remember specifically before the Northwestern game, 
and we were um, we had a little bit of a losing streak. We had no Caleb Lesson, and it was very it was very bleak. The uh, nothing, no one was happy. We were playing Northwestern, who was bad, and we didn't think we were even going to win that game without Caleb. And you're asking me questions, and I was so excited to be interviewed. I forgot that we were like. I was like, do you have to tone down? I had to tone down my Joeyness because we were in a losing, <laughs> we were on a losing streak, you know. So that's what that's what I remember. So I, all that to say, it is an honor to be on the other side of the microphone, so to speak, and get to ask. Well, you I, that's nice of you to say. And you know, with basketball, that was one of the things that was always, especially like the day of a game in the team hotel. And and Dan Wallenberg, who was so great about making all of that happen. You know, I, I will tell you though. Um, and we always tried pretty much every year to interview every player at least once. And, and especially guys like when you were in your senior year, Joe, and to do it at Northwestern with you know, all of the family, although it didn't seem to matter. Your family was at all the home games too. <laughs> True. Uh, but, I, but I will tell you that one year when I came around to the, get the opportunity to interview Mark Titus and who was another well-known walk-on and it was a game in Indianapolis and he was from Indiana. Uh, Ohio state was playing Notre Dame at uh, Lucas oil stadium and interviewed Mark Titus. And of course, you know, he's got this book out. Mark's got this gigantic personality, all of this stuff. And he had the biggest case of stage fright that I would have ever expected from somebody who was had the personality that Mark had. But, uh, you know, it's always nice to be able to, you know, get to know guys. And even, and Joe, you'll relate to this a few weeks ago when Coach Holtman had what he called his pro week. And all the former players came back to spend some time practicing. Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> Not all of them, but some. And uh, But it's neat to see guys that, like Sam Thompson, I hadn't seen since Sam finished playing at Ohio State, uh, to see some of those guys. D'Angelo Russell, who I was even flattered when D'Angelo, yeah, I remember you, uh, to see Kata Bates D up. Uh, it was really kind of neat. Uh, and, and with basketball, with smaller numbers of people, it, it helps do some of that. Football, some of those relationships occur well after the guys are done. You mentioned talking to former guys. So I'm going to ask you about a former coach. So we, we interviewed Urban for like 10 minutes, and he gave us a bunch of sound bites, including saying he's never going to coach again. And then a few months later, of course, he's coaching. So my question for you, do you have any good Urban interview stories? Uh, that he was a challenge to interview. <laughs> Urban was very much a challenge to interview. He didn't like doing all of the things that he had to do with us. Uh, regarding the radio obligations for our network. And, you know, a lot of people know, maybe they don't know, but these head coaches, part of their compensation uh, is doing the coaches' TV shows and the radio pregame interviews and the weekly radio shows and all of that. That's part of their compensation. Uh, but Urban, while he knew that, he didn't like doing it. And oftentimes he gave us 10-second answers uh, and sometimes even shorter. But then he would also tell you, say, hey, it's just not personal. I, I don't like doing that. Um but then after he stopped coaching at Ohio State, had a couple occasions of seeing him in person. And, and it's a story that I've told people. Uh, uh, the first time I saw him, he came up and said, hey, do you need me to do some of those Daily Show interviews? He says, you know, you, you were really a professional. I really made it hard on you, didn't I? And I just said, coach, nice to see you. <laughs> oh, man. I find that very believable that he would be a little short with some of his answers. Is On those coaches' shows, I feel like I always heard – you know, maybe I saw on Twitter, whatever, people were filling in for some of the coaches. Is that pretty common that, like, there's, like, a guest for the coach sometimes? Um, that, a rare occasion that would happen. Um, now, what we did with football at times, and we still do it, usually the last segment we'll have one of the assistant coaches on just to kind of get them some exposure and talk about their position group. 
Uh, there'd be times with basketball uh, when, when Thad Mata was coaching, if he was away recruiting, Thad might call and be on the phone for a couple of segments, but then we'd have one of the assistant coaches in person with us. And, and Coach Holtman has kind of had the same thing. But for the most part, they've all understood the priority it is. Um, and, you know, guys like like Chris and Thad, they're for what we have to do, those guys are very, very similar and really make life so and, – and Coach Holtman does now, and Thad did make life so easy. Well, I know that, that that's got to be true just because they come on our show. I mean, the fact that they're coming on our show <laughs> means that clearly they're good guys. But I do – Well, I think Thad just wants to make sure people remember who he is. Right, exactly. Well, that's our best episode ever when we went and interviewed him at his house. Um, that was – I can only imagine. Oh, it was so fun. I mean, we I asked him for 20 minutes. We sat down with him for an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. But I do have a bone to pick with you while we're talking about interviews – um, okay. You remember before we went to Spain, uh, you, we had an open practice. You sat down with me and CJ, the two seniors, and asked us about Ohio State basketball, the returning guys, the new guys, all that fun stuff. And CJ got all the serious questions, and I had all the funny questions. Do you? Are there any? Like, you know? Do you feel bad about maybe not? Oh no, no, because I knew you could handle the funny questions. I knew you could handle the serious questions. I didn't know if CJ would have the sense of humor to deal with the kind of stuff that you would. I just remember sitting there and you'd be like, CJ, tell us about how hard you guys have been working this summer. He would answer, and then you go, and Joey, uh, have you thought of any new bench celebrations? <laughs> well, like because those bench celebrations were legendary. I mean, I, I, the Joey Lane and the Tao Gang. <laughs> were legendary and, and unfortunately because I was trying to pay attention to what was going on on the court during the games I could only see what you guys were doing in highlights afterwards uh, but it was and there's even uh, every now and then on social media the one uh, picture of Joey standing behind coach Holton and shows up with his doing like moose ears um, so it, it but I knew you could handle it and I, I figured CJ probably didn't want the funny stuff well, well I appreciate that and I think you're spot on so we're, we're on the same page <laughs> There's also the the gif, or you're a little older, you may say jif, but the gif <laughs> of Joey going like that on the bench. You know which one I'm talking about, right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, it. the funny part, the role that Joey was in and so many other guys were in, uh, and Joey and Mark Titus were the ones that really came down with their own little knacks and their own little things, whether it was Joey and the towel gang, uh, one of the things Mark Titus did, I'll never forget, late in the game, he gets in, and it's a lopsided game. Ohio State's just, you know, kicking the stuffing out of somebody. And Titus has got the ball just outside of the three-point line, dribbling off the final seconds. He's got a guy standing in front of him like he's guarding him. And Titus gives him a ball fake, like he's going to take a shot. <laughs> okay, if, even if he's going to take a shot, that's probably going to kill him, number one. Yeah. Number two, like the defender who's ready to leave with a great big L stamped on his team, like he's going to take Titus serious. He's going to take a shot. So, but those are the kind of things that you, you just always look forward to in those kind of games when guys that you know have busted their rear end in practice and they get a rare occasion to get on a court in a game. You look forward to seeing how much they enjoy it. Well, I appreciate that because it's a lot of fun to be out there. That's for sure. And all I can think about is what Paul Keels and Ron Stokes are saying about me while I'm out there. That's all I think about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? And that's one of the things that we know that those are special moments. You know, Ron, my partner, obviously played for four years at Ohio State. I, you know, never played in any meaningful basketball games in my life that didn't involve my backyard growing up or intramural league. So it's, you know, for guys that do what Joey and so many others have done, just to get those moments to get out there that are far and few between, you know, that's exciting. And, and you know, you want to do it justice, just like you do a guy that's a first team all conference player. 
I have one final question for you. All right. Have you ever done a basketball game and a football game in the same day? Yes, I have. I have, but it's been a long time. When I was doing games for the Cincinnati Bearcats, they had a uh, four-team tournament in their home arena on the UC campus. Uh, at fr uh, Friday games and Saturday games. And then that Saturday early in the day was their last football game. So I did a Friday night basketball game and actually in Cincinnati ended up losing in their own tournament on the first night at home to Canisius and then did a football game the next day at like noon or one o'clock. And then as soon as the football game went over and did the basketball game when they were playing in the consolation game of their own tournament. Now keep in mind, Bob Huggins was the head coach. Can you imagine <laughs> the verbiage that he was throwing at his team about having to play in a third place game in their own building. Can you imagine the interview that you had to do with him pregame? That's, that's what I'm thinking about. Oh no, I, I remember it very distinctly, <laughs> <laughs> very distinctly. And I'm glad that we didn't have to edit anything out of it. Oh man. Well, Paul, how we end every interview with our guests is, and this is, I mean, like we say this every time, but this is the truest it's ever been. You were made for this segment. Uh, we want to flip it on you and have in any questions you want to ask us, we're an open book. Um, I know you've been dying to interview me since the day I left campus. So um, feel free to ask away. Floor is yours. Well, Joey and Andrew, I would probably ask, what's maybe the silliest interview and the silliest answer you've gotten from somebody since you've been doing Drive the Lane? Well, the silliest person in the whole world is Tyvis Powell. He is the silliest person ever. But but Diebler, Diebler can be pretty silly. John Diebler? Yeah. Okay. And, and Sully, but I'm, I'm going to say Tyvis, because we could ask Tyvis, like, who do you think is going to win the national championship? And then all of a sudden he's telling a story about him and Cardell Jones from freshman year math class. So he's, he's probably the silliest. I don't know if Joe's got a different answer. I, I think, I don't know. I think Diebler's pretty silly just because, we're closer with him. I mean, like we're really close with Tyvis now having him on three times or whatever it's been, but like Diebler we've hung out with in person. Obviously I know Diebler really, really well. Um, so I think that the give and take that we have, and he is, he, he's very receptive to us bagging on him and he bags on us back. I think some of the funniest individual answers that we've gotten were probably from Titus. Um, when we had Mark on, he started the interview by saying, can I ask a couple questions? And, and, and the first question he asked me was, Hey, Joey, do you have a job yet? And I was like, <laughs> and he was like, and I was like, and he was like, can I, do I need to talk to your mom? Like, do we need to get things straightened out? Like what's going on? So that was, that was pretty funny. But the silliest answer we ever got was when we had um, your partner from a few months ago, Dan Dockich on. Um, oh, I can only imagine. And, and I, this was in our infancy where, you know, I'm not a trained journalist. I'm not a trained interviewer. Um, I said something to the effect of Dan, and I know you recently tweeted out that um, you're, you don't think athletes should be paid, blah, blah, college athletes should be paid, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, hold on, Joey. And he goes on this. It's like, and he just goes off on me saying, that's not what I said. Like I said, this, this, and that. And it just set the tone for the whole interview because then we were like, well, shit, we just kind of screwed this one up a little bit. Hey, the next time you have Tyvis Powell on, ask him about when, if, and you guys remember this, so when Cardale Jones ended up being the starting quarterback after JT Barrett broke his ankle, and obviously Tyvis and Cardale were really close, 
he would always refer, and, and we had him on one of our weekly shows, he referred to Cardale Jones as his son. Right. <laughs> He'd always talk about him being his son. Don't embarrass me, son. So you'll have to, if, if you've not already talked to him about it, you have to ask him. I think that's been mentioned once or twice with him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Underrated, underratedly silly is every time we have Bill Landis on. It always gets really silly. Really? We kind of mess with him a little bit and he kind of messes with us back. So we'll be like, We'll be like, so other than Rutgers, which team stands in the way of Ohio State going undefeated? And he'll like laugh for a second, but then, but then he'll give a real answer. So we kind of like, we don't like mess with him, but we just ask him funnier questions. Wow. Well, we don't take that too seriously. But if you're going to be funny, you might as well do it on your guy's show, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. You got anything else for us? Um. No, I, you know, I, I would suggest, though, that if you haven't done it already, you need to get Ron Stokes on. I agree. Because Ron is a guy that, and, and I'll tell you this, the first year I started working with Ron, which was in uh, the 1998-99 season, the Final Four season, it doesn't exist because it was vacated. And Ron had done the games for Ohio State the year before I got there. And apparently, uh, Ron was not given the opportunity to talk a lot on the air during the broadcast. So the first game we're doing, it's an exhibition game. And he's not saying a whole lot. We get to the first commercial break, and he asked me very politely, he says, now, Paul, when you stop talking, does that mean it's okay for me to talk then? It's like, yeah, Ron, it's okay. And he's come a long way since then. Um, Ron was always very well-behaved and polite. And uh, in 23, now going on 24 years, Skip Mossick and I, our producer and engineer, we, we've provided a little bad influence on Ron that's allowed him to, to loosen up. Well, good. Ron, he's top of the list for basketball season. There's no doubt about it. So, we, yeah, we're going to be so pumped to have him on eventually. But this was such a blast. Thanks again for, for coming on. Um, long time coming, obviously. And, and uh, you know, wishing you the best of luck this season. Obviously, I'm going to see you, see you around pretty often. So um, The first of many appearances. I'll be glad to anytime, guys, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks All again. Right. All right. Good luck with the show. Thank you. All right. Join us now on Drive the Lane. Is your first appearance, Tyvis? Nah, you know, this is <laughs> not making me laugh. <laughs> nah, this, is a, this year, this is my first appearance this year. I will say it like that. Well, we are happy to have you, Tyvis Powell. Welcome back. How, how you been doing? You ready for uh, college football and NFL? Yeah, listen, man. I hate when, when it's gone. Like, it'd be so boring on TV. Nothing to watch. Like, I mean, basketball, cool. You know, I, I was big into the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they've been my the last four or five years so that was cool but it just don't give me that same excitement like I like to watch games and analyze it break it down I'll be annoying my wife like look Lauren this is why this DB got beat because he ain't doing this and this and this and that <laughs> so it's, it's good to be able to finally annoy her again by doing that well we're happy to have you back and talk football man I mean like I, I I'll be the first to say it I don't love football season as much as I love basketball season. But because, of course you don't. <laughs> but because Ohio State is so damn good, I get excited each and every year. So I guess we might as well start there. Um, what are your thoughts? Like, going into the year, new quarterback, new faces. What are your, what are your thoughts? I, listen, they still got the same good – 
coaching staff. They the offense is very talented. Every position is very talented, especially the wide receiver position. <laughs> So I think they're going to be pretty good there. The only thing that everybody is probably worried about is how the D going to look. Because last year, you know, it was it wasn't the typical Ohio State defense. But you know, I think Coach, I'm very confident that Coach Combs has addressed it, and they're going to be back to the Silver Bullets, man. You know, anytime they face adversity and they back is against the wall, they always tend to show up. And I remember I compared this season to the 2013 season, the year we lost to Michigan State and Clemson in the Orange Bowl. It was, that whole season was about our offense and how terrible our defense was. Well, the next year we responded by switching up our whole defensive scheme with uh, Coach Ash coming in there and switching that up. And we ended up having a really good defense and everybody was praising us. So that's what I, and we ended up winning the Natty. So, you know, with that being said, I feel like that's gonna be the same thing that happened this year. Divis, as a player, what, what are these kids feeling right now with the game, you know, three, four days away? Are they nervous? Are they excited? Is it a combination? Well, right now, I think they're just preparing. You know, they're getting their minds right for what's about to go on. The nerves don't really hit until, like, the night before or the day of the game. Because, yeah, like, right now, it ain't – you cool. You know, it's like, you know – a lot of them has been has done this before, so it's not like this their first rodeo. Now the person that could be nervous is CJ, because you know this this is like he's the man now. You know everybody's looking for him to come in and step up and make plays. So I can see him being a little bit nervous. But once that ball get kicked off, man, it, it, it's like football. It's all, all that go out the window. So let's talk CJ Stroud. Do you know him personally? Have you seen him practice? Have you? What like tell, tell give us the inside scoop on this? <laughs> and, if, and if you don't have an inside scoop, we're kicking you off the show. I don't have an inside scoop. <laughs> Listen, I don't have an inside scoop on him. I just know that he is he he does well with the ball. He does what he need what needs to be done. What what I do know is that everybody on the team is very confident in who he is as a player and as a person so with that being said if you got your teammates behind you like that you you good like everybody trusting you you're gonna get it done is he tougher than me as i sit here podcasting absolutely listen everybody's tougher than you <laughs> everybody's tougher than you joey well, we yes we need to know we got a tough dude that back at qb that's what well, i see that's the thing i don't think they would let a quarterback to be quarterback at Ohio State if he's not tough. Like, they put them through so much mentally and physically, especially Coach Mick in the offseason. Like, he he makes sure <laughs> – he makes sure he tests the quarterback and makes sure that they got their mind right because, you know, if the head of the – if the head ain't good, then the rest is not going to be good. So, you got to make sure that he is definitely ready for anything and ready to face adversity because if once they face adversity, you know, he's going to be the one that has to talk everybody back into the game. Do you think it is a positive that he was announced, you know, two plus weeks before the opening game as a starter versus, you know, when JT and Cardale really was in the game when they decided, when Urban decided who the official starter was? Do you think that makes it better? Uh, I mean, for his standpoint, I think it would make it better because, you know, and I mean, he can focus on like, all right, I can just really focus on getting ready to play in this first game. You know, I can focus all on Minnesota and game plan. I don't have to worry about trying to beat my competition, even though, like, you still got to come out there and prove it every day because at Ohio State, I mean, the quarterbacks that's behind him is just as good, may even be better than him. So he has to prove it every day. But 
with you being announced as a starter, your mind, your your mind can shift on your task that's ahead. So it's pretty straightforward. I think I know the answer to this. Every year from here on out, I mean, it's national championship or bust for a successful season, right? It's been, Joey, it's been that way. <laughs> it's been that way for years. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Yes. To answer your question, yes. There, it's, it's a, bus. Let me re-ask this question. Is There, there you a, go. Please, say there, it right now. If you're going to say it, say it right. Yeah, yeah. Was there ever a year that you were there where you felt like it wasn't necessarily national championship or bust? The year we were suspended. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys literally could not win the national. Exactly. Outside of that, it's championship, but they don't. They don't. They told us to our face that we don't celebrate anything but championships around here. We get. We won the Fiesta Bowl for Christ's sake. We ain't getting nothing for it. So yeah, yes, it's championship of us. What's your relationship like with Coach Day? And the reason I ask that is because my follow-up question is going to be. So when you go to the games, are you going to be on the field or are you going to have to buy tickets? Well, I have <laughs> I've met Coach Day many, many times, probably a great handful of times, actually. You know, we sit down, we talk, talk ball. I mean, he's a good dude, man. He's a really, like, solid dude. Like, outside of coaching, as the person that he is, is just solid. Like, you could definitely play for somebody like that. And with that being said, of course I'm going to stand on the sideline. Are you kidding me? You, you think they're going to make me sit in the stadium? <laughs> they can't do me like that. You think you're going to throw me off the field? Yeah, I'm definitely standing on the field. I, the only way I would stand, I would be in the in the uh, crowd is if my wife needs help with my daughter. That That's about it. I think Zoldan's really asking that question, and I'll ask it for him, is can you get Zoldan on the <laughs> He's a Missouri fan. He don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we're because we're we're Ohio State analysts, so we can't be fans. We have to, you know, honor the fan, the <laughs> journalist creed. <laughs> Joey's a fan. What are you talking about? I know. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Uh-uh. You're a Missouri fan. Maybe when, if Ohio State plays Missouri, I'll get you on the sideline with me. Yeah, but you got to. If you, you get tickets, if you get tickets on the sideline for the national championship, Ohio State versus Missouri, I'm in. But the only way you got to cheer for Ohio State, though. Ooh, I might have just walked to the other side then. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked to the Missouri side. Yeah, I don't think you got that much pool. They might not let you do that. They're going to be like, who is this kid? <laughs> How awesome would a Drive the Lane live show be with Tyvis live from the national championship game? Missouri. I'm like, hey, come here. Get, get the camera over here. Live on the sideline. <laughs> we got CJ who just threw a touchdown. And CJ, tell us, tell everybody on Drive the Lane how you feeling right now. <laughs> sideline reporter Tyvis Powell checking in. It'd be like uh, when the XFL was in and they did the, the uh, sideline reports after the quarterbacks threw interceptions and whatnot. And they was like, what, what you mean, how I feel? I, I'm mad. Oh, man. Oh, man. One day, so, one day, Mizzou, Ohio State will have the oh, chance my. almost every year. Mizzou is, needs to step up. Well, they will. You just said, you said that they recruiting is going up, so it may be in the future. Next it's year. Not the past. Next year. It'd it take a couple of years. <laughs> so, Tyvis, I don't know if you know this, but Joshua Perry, he's kind of having a moment right now. Why? <laughs> he's, he's blowing up. He's getting, I, yeah. 
Hey, you know, he, listen, he don't, I don't even know who that guy is anymore. You know that? Can't even get in touch with him. It's just sad. The reason I'm saying that is because last year he had a show on yes, the network. Did. Sure did. <laughs> and I think you might have a show on the network now. Do, I, do, I, do we? I think we do. Me and you. <laughs> let's, let's talk NFL. New show. Joey's going to be a frequent guest. Are you excited for our NFL show? Special announcements. I am like ecstatic, you know, just to be able to talk NFL ball, you know, that that in itself is an, a reward in itself. You know, try to give people the inside scoop, teach people the game and all the things that I learned, share my stories of uh, uh, some of the good and the bad and the straight ugly of the NFL, you know, but I'm going to be real. I'm going to keep it real with everybody. So I am definitely looking forward to it. Yep, that's coming soon. Let's talk NFL is the name of the show. We're not going to do that right now. Joey, you look like you had something to say. No, I was just going to say, thank God. I I'm just hoping that Tyvis makes me more interested in the NFL. That's all. That's all. Oh, oh, Joey. <laughs> Joey. I, you, I, I listen, listen. You don't like the it, I, it's, it's, I tell you right now, the business aspect of it is terrible. I'll tell you like, that right now. This is where I stand. Like, I'm all for football. Like, it's not my favorite sport in the world, obviously, with basketball. I love the Ohio State Buckeyes. I, I will I, – there's no doubt about it. The Bears are fine. You know, like, I, they're not my favorite Chicago team ever, but I, I really do enjoy some Chicago Bears football. But, like, if it wasn't for fantasy football, I wouldn't pay attention on Sundays. Wow. But you are going to give me a reason. You're wow. going to give me a reason. That, that, I, oh, I, I am going to give you a reason. <laughs> I'm definitely it's it'd be so much that go into it that y'all might not even know about. Clearly not. Tyvis, I can tell you exactly how the season's gonna go. Joey just said what he said right now, and then week three, Fields is gonna be the Bears starter. And Joey's <laughs> gonna be tweeting, I love the Bears, I love NFL, it's my favorite I, sport. <laughs> I'll never I will never say I love the NFL. I'm all I'm very all in on the Bears this year. I'm so, very excited. So so, I, so how how long you think it's going to be until Justin gets the starting spot? I just – all I hope, Ty, is, is, is that they just play the best – the player that has, gives them the best chance to win the best player. So, I that's think a, it's week one. That's okay. a great – that's a great political answer. I like that. I, like, <laughs> hey, if the Bears come out and say, you know what, we thought Andy Dalton gave us a better chance to win, okay, fine, whatever. Well, like, that's what they say. But I don't want them to, to say, like, we don't want Justin to get hurt. Or we don't – like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to – we I don't want – we need to rest him so that he – sees what's going on out there. That's not what, what I want. That's I not what – they wouldn't say that. That's not what they're they going to say. Well, good. I just – whatever. I Justin Fields has been so impressive in the short, like, meaningful snaps that he's had in the preseason. Like, I, I just – so I, I want him to play so bad. I just you and every you and everybody else, yeah. the, the whole city of Chicago wants him to play. Really I can bad. I can tell you, literally any person that talks about the Bears, they they want Justin Fields to play. No what about one, Andy Dalton? Like, give me Andy Dalton. What about Andy Dalton's wife? No, she's a she's a. Ass. Listen, Andy Dalton is. I don't know why people act like Andy Dalton was it. Like he's a respectable quarterback. Like what he did with Cincinnati was pretty respectable. I mean, I I didn't think last year with Dallas was all that, but you know he's a respect. He's a solid quarterback for sure. In, in theory, excuse me. In theory, would he have been? Let's say we didn't draft Justin Fields. Would he have been a great quarterback to hold down the fort for this one year until we? draft a guy next year sure yeah he, he's sure. not the guy though so like, I don't, see he that's the thing i don't think he's the guy he's not right. gonna wow you he's not gonna put up like 
amazing numbers or anything. I think he's just going to be, he's a game manager. Like he's going to come in and do the thing. He's not going to, he's not going to lose the game. How about that? He won't do anything to lose the game. And I want a guy out there who's going to win the game and that's Justin Fields. So we'll, we'll see what happens. The over under has got to be two weeks. Will he, will he start week two or not? Well, this well is, isn't, isn't Matt, Matt, what you think? Well, week three, they play the Browns in Cleveland. And I can't see the Bears being like, hey, man, no pressure, but we're going to start you your first ever game in Ohio. Like, I, I think that's just. Dude, there is no pressure for that guy. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait. Isn't Matt Nagy the same coach that uh, started Alex Smith over Patrick Mahomes? No, well, he was, he was the offensive coordinator. Oh, he was the OC. But I would say that worked. That worked out it, perfectly. I would say it worked. So not, what's the problem? So it can't work in Chicago? It can. That's why I said I, I was very political about it. I if Trust it, me, I know you were. <laughs> I, I'm not sitting here like they have to start Justin Fields. Like well, I, I tell you what. We gonna find out. He Andy Dog got him. Got about two weeks. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love when when Matt Nagy sits in the press conference. He's like, "We got to see Andy in the in the regular season before." It's like, no, we don't. We don't need to see Andy. Like, no, we, we they listen. They they owe him that. They told him that they want him to be come here as a starter before they drafted Justin. So they 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 have to be a a, a man of their word and and let him get his opportunity. I just. Can't wait to speaking of tweets that I'll have on NFL Sundays, Zolden. I can't wait to tweet week one. Get Andy Dalton out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's, it's definitely gonna be a popular tweet if he if he goes out there and butchers things. Tyvis, you got a uh, before we let you go, get because you're you're a man of many things. <laughs> I know you're busy. You got you got the kid, you're busy. But before we let you go, do you have a score prediction? for Ohio State's season opener or a margin of victory prediction? Let's see. All right, so Ohio State, uh, Minnesota, we're not, I'm not going to disrespect Minnesota in any any fashion because, you know, Minnesota is going to be a tough-nosed team. They're going to play hard, aggressive team. But that being said, it's going to work for about a half, second half. Buckeyes is gonna like they all the the jitters will be gone, and they're gonna be like, man, let's let's lock in and let's get this because you know Ohio State is historically been a second half team. With that being said, they're gonna run away with it in the in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth quarter. I'm going to say it's going to be a 42 to 14 ball game. I and I mean I I mean that with the utmost respect to Minnesota. <laughs> so the line is 13 and a half. <laughs> they're going to cover that for sure. Let me tell you what's juicy. The first line half is going to be like seven. And I will be throwing on that because that seems like a, they'll be up by 10 to 10 to 14 and a half, in my opinion, for sure. I, 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 it's because that offense, man, <laughs> if the, the defense, because the defense is going to come out, they're going to be very aggressive and they're going to play with a lot of energy. That first game is because they, I mean, they've been hearing about it, how terrible we are. Y'all ain't been that good. Blah, 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 blah. Like y'all the weak link. They're going to be like, all right, we're going to show the world. <laughs> cause I know, cause I've been there. I'm like, we're going to show the world something. So they're going to come out with a lot of energy, a lot of sacks, a lot of TFLs. 
Yeah, they gonna yeah they 42, 42, 14. That sounds that sound about right. I'm I'm sticking with my my story. We we know that um you know as athletes you don't look ahead to the next game, but as fans we absolutely do. And they're playing Oregon at home. Are you gonna be at that game? No, I ain't gonna be able to make it to a game this year. I will be hosting uh the the watch party at the oh, Hollywood, right. at the Hollywood right. Casino this right. year. So you know, I want to party with the people. You know, I'm gonna be in there high five and chest bumping everybody. You know, turned up to the Buckeyes this year. That's what I'm doing for the whole season. Even better. Never mind though. <laughs> Joey, we gotta end this how we always end it, especially with Tyvis. Oh Tyvis. man, don't I'm, don't ask me, LeBron James. <laughs> don't don't no, no. do it. We're giving you some practice for your show. Do you have any questions for us? Do I have any questions for y'all? Outside of Chicago, outside of the Chicago Bears. Okay, because this is this is tough, Joey, because I know how you feel about football. Yeah, yeah. Outside of the Chicago Bears, do you believe the Browns is going to win the Super Bowl this season? Oh, I believe. I believe. <laughs> so they, I, uh, you think they legit like that? Yeah, I mean, like, it's so funny because – being in Ohio for four years, my roommates were all, all from Cleveland. Like, I hated the Cavs growing Why? up. Why? Because they were rivals with the Bulls and LeBron. Oh, and they, I, I don't know, though, if anything, we the, the Celtics was the rivals to the Cavs. That's or okay. the Magic. And, and – I and the Indians like played the Cubs in the World Series, so I didn't like the Indians. But yeah, I gravitated yeah, the towards. Why you got to bring that up? Sorry, the Guardians. Like, but you... I gravitated towards the Browns because they were they they weren't winning. But I wanted them to win. <laughs> what is that about? I wanted, what is that about? I wanted my roommates to be happy, and I rooted <laughs> for the Browns on NFL Sundays. We got Browns games. We didn't get Bears games, and I watched. A lot of Sunday Browns games with my roommates, and I even bought a Baker Mayfield jersey because he was a walk-on. So, like, I'm really? all in. I'm all in on the Browns. That's, all I respect that. Place. What about you, Andrew? Would you? Who you? Uh, is the Browns gonna win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, I mean, they're my team, so I'm obviously gonna take them. But what you? I figured you'd have been like bitter and still been with the Rams or something like that. So no, I'm not from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> so what you I'm saying listen he came in and he was like he, he's from Chicago and he came in and he's a, he's a Cleveland Browns man. so you could have went to college in Missouri and, Browns. I got the season tickets and everything I'll be at all the games must be nice you got you got if you got an extra one let me know well we'll uh, make a little trade uh, <laughs> I tell my wife I'm sick or something that you got to do something and I'm going to go to the game. I know I said I didn't like football that much, but can I come? <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, you guys will carpool from Columbus. Perfect. <laughs> Even better. It works, it works for me. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We got to go, go before it gets too cold, though. Yes, I agree. For, any, for anyone listening, both of our shows, Drive the Lane and Let's Talk NFL, we're looking for a uh, presenting sponsor. We have some, you know, potential offers here sitting around, but we're looking for something bigger. So it's not too late to outbid the others. <laughs> get, get Tyvis Powell to talk about your product and your company. That's that's the pitch. 
I, love I, it. I mean, I would definitely do a great job of doing that. I, I would definitely promote the product for sure. It, it, the sales will increase by a large margin if I get on it. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I can sell salt to a slug. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. Times Powell, he's fired up for all things football. You know he is because he's watching a preseason game. Yeah, right I, I, you see, y'all see me. I, I keep looking up. At, <laughs> I keep looking up at the game. There's going to be a lot of Browns players that get cut that are starters on other teams. Yeah. Ain't that great to say that though? Like the, the Browns have become a talent, like one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Like if you really look at their whole roster, it's really not a weak link on there. And that it, it's, it's sad that they got to cut people, but they definitely going to find a home real, real fast. I wish they needed some help in the secondary. Cause I know yeah, me too. Me too. I've been, I, trust me. I think about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. No problem. Y'all y'all have a good one. We're so back. And if you didn't know that Tyvis Powell proves it. Cause we always have him. great double interview. Paul Keels, Tyvis Powell, Next time you hear from us, Buckeyes will be 1-0. You know the greatest thing about 1-0, Andrew? Chance to go 2-0. Chance to go 2-0. Can't wait. Can't wait. I was going to say, a great former coach turned current coach once said that to us. He he didn't say it to us, but he once said – or he actually says it all the time. But, oh, I can't wait for the Jags to start 1-0 and we get a tweet that says the best part about 1-0. Um. Quick shout out to Johnny Dixon for catching a, a touchdown preseason game. He's a guy that's probably going to be on Tyvis' show and a guy that we should have had a long time ago on our show. Um, so shout out to Johnny. Uh, make sure you guys get Paris Campbell in your fantasy drafts. Uh, make sure you guys don't get J.K. Dobbins. We we're hoping the, hoping the best for him. Um, I didn't even I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. Uh, I just know he got carted off. Andrew, I don't know if you have any details. Uh, regarding that but prayers up for for jk and we're hope fingers crossed that justin fields is the starter for the chicago bears as soon as possible yeah it was his shitty injury for jk it was like a tackle into the knee not a non-contact i don't know if that makes it better or worse we're not doctors but like you said thoughts and prayers you know I don't draft Ravens or Steelers or Bengals, but I was thinking about breaking that this year. But I took Juju, so I guess that doesn't really matter. But we got a game on Thursday. Going to go 1-0. and We'll be tweeting early and often. Buckle up and drive the lane. Go Buckeyes, baby. We're back. Oh, wait. You're going to have to say it again because also I want to point out that we strictly operate with viral tweets now. Strictly viral. That's true. That's yeah. Sure. All right. Go, go Buckeyes again. <laughs>